This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. It is National Signing Day Eve, the traditional National Signing Day. Um, and so we thought we would provide a quick-ish podcast, uh, just kind of sharing where things are at as best we know them at. We are recording this at 3.05 p.m. Uh, that's a coincidence. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon. Um, again, all this stuff changes. I mean, this happened to me this morning, right? I checked in on Dave Ayuli yesterday. Morning-ish, late morning-ish. I was here in Miami still, and then I wake up this morning, and it's Oregon buzz, and it's time to change the crystal ball to Oregon. So we'll get into that later. Let's not bury the lead, Gabby. Uh, let's start with five-star defensive lineman, Shamar Stewart. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows the deal there. Basically a Miami, Texas A&M battle set to announce at 1.30 Eastern time. You can view that on cbssportshq.com. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, Gabby, as we know, as we know right now, Tuesday afternoon, 306. What is where are we thinking Shamar's gonna go on Wednesday? Yeah, David. I mean, I think uh I think people are still sitting on those Texas AM crystal balls that have been sort of in place for some time. Uh you saw a couple more of them roll in uh from guys. I mean, one Texas AM insider who sort of held off, um, uh, you know, kind of finally made his selection today uh on Tuesday and put one in for Texas AM. Uh, it sounds like that's the way things are trending. Again, I think this is one of those situations that, I mean, you said it out on the podcast on Monday. Uh, this is one of those things that can change hour by hour. So um, I'm not ready to just set it, like, you know, set it in stone, write it in Sharpie that text that text A&M is going to land Shamar Stewart. But right now it seems like that's the way things are trending. So um, just kind of got to wait and see how this sort of wraps up. But um, I mean, uh, it looks yeah. like that's the way this is going right now. I think Texas A&M, if Shamar was signing Tuesday afternoon, Texas A&M would be the pick, right? I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, just my own gathering on the situation, my read on it, you know, I do feel like on the Texas A&M side, they're fairly confident. Right. I would say on the Miami side, it's more of a vibe of we're still battling, right? So... Read into that, however you want to read into that. Um, I don't think Mario Cristobal is going to concede anything until 
Shamar has signed on the dotted line. Um, I do think, you know, both Miami and Texas A&M have a lot at stake in this recruitment in terms of perception. Texas A&M is trying to land the best recruiting class of all time on paper, right? Just pure ranking power number. Texas A&M, if they land Shamar Stewart, he helps in that regard. And Mario Cristobal, from a Miami perspective, is trying to make a statement, you know, get that splash of landing the local five-star, you know, after being on the job, what, only eight weeks about. So uh, two programs still going to battle to the wire. I would never discount Mario Cristobal uh, from any recruitment. So, you know, that's what has me a little hesitant to just straight up say, Right now, as things stand on Tuesday, like Shamar's going to sign right. with Texas A&M on Wednesday. But as things stand now, it appears like Texas A&M is the leader. Um, so we will see how that shakes out in the next, you know, 22 hours. Next guy let's touch on is Inez Cooper, the three-star offensive lineman out of the state of Alabama. He is set to decide noon. So 12 PM Eastern time. Uh, um, and it appears that it's going to be Miami and Oregon hats on the table, Gabby. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Just talking to someone that's, you know, just familiar with Inez and you know, that has, has been around him. A lot. It sounds like it's really a Miami Oregon battle. I mean, I've, I was told on on Tuesday that Oregon was trying to get him to split up that final official visit weekend for you know with a shot to get him to Eugene. Um, that obviously didn't happen. He spent the entire weekend at Miami. I think that's a positive sign going into this announcement. Um, again, road grader, probably more of an interior lineman when it's all said and done. But uh, I think someone that Miami's going to be happy to potentially land on Wednesday. As things stand now, do you feel like Miami most likely the pick? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I just Miami's the one that got him on campus. Again, he didn't like. I think if he really wanted to maybe go to Oregon, if that's something he was thinking about doing, I think he could have potentially split it split it up. Uh, he didn't do that. So, I mean, if it was going to be Oregon, it, it would have to be sort of sight unseen, which I mean, I guess is not impossible. But I think if you're Miami, you got to be feeling good that you were able to have him on campus this final weekend. And you know, from what I understand, Mario Cristobal. Uh, Alex Mirabal and those guys did have have just done a really good job of making him feel wanted at Miami. So I, I definitely feel good about where my crystal ball stands there. Next guy let's turn to is uh, another offensive lineman, three-star out of St. Augustine, Florida, Matthew McCoy. Um, he's set to announce 3.30-ish, maybe 3.45 um, Eastern time. It seems like it's, you know, between Miami and Florida. I know the last podcast you felt like Miami was trending. Uh, do you feel like that's still the same case 24 hours later? Yeah, I do. I, I think Miami did a really good job sort of closing this one out. Uh, went in home with him last week. I think that was big just ahead of that Florida official visit, which he just went on this past weekend. I mean, I think it was really positive that, you know, on Sunday coming off that visit, there was still a lot of pro Miami buzz Uh, that sort of continued into Monday, definitely into Tuesday. So um, I'm feeling really good about where Miami stands heading into that decision, um, you know, at 345 ish uh, on Wednesday. Ahmad Moten, the defensive 
tackle out of Cardinal Gibbons High School uh, in Broward County. He's set to announce at 1.30 um, Eastern time. It appears it's going to be a Miami-Oklahoma battle. Um, it seems like things have changed from a Miami perspective here in recent days where, you know, it, it might have been a situation where, okay, let's see if we really want to make a strong push to add Ahmad Moten to our class. Uh, it appears that they're now willing to uh, bring him on at Miami. So he's got a decision to make between Miami and Oklahoma. Uh, sounds like it could come down to the wire, Gabby. What, what are you feeling on this one? Yeah, I think this is definitely coming down to the wire. And yeah, definitely a turn in this recruitment. Sort of coming into this final weekend, it felt like Oklahoma was was definitely in the best spot. And I do think the Sooners could eventually pick up his signature on Wednesday. But I think Miami made things a lot harder on them. Um, I know that this is still sort of, you know, just talking to someone at Cardinal Gibbons, his high school uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, they feel like it's really 50-50. I think he's approaching this, you know, sort of the way you'd want someone it's not just about the next four years. It's about the next 20 or 30 years, or people say it's a 40 year decision. Uh, that's sort of the mentality that Ahmad Moton's uh, taking into this announcement. And, you know, I think that there's some optimism that it's going to be Miami. Um, he's saying good things about Miami. And I do think that this official visit weekend uh, really helped, you know, the hometown school, him being a Broward County native uh, Miami legacy, his older brother, Anthony Moton played at Miami. Some people that have been around the program or fans of the program are, probably going to be familiar with that name. Uh, I always, I do think the idea of playing at home is one that's enticing for him. But again, I do know that when he went up to Norman, he really loved what he heard from that Oklahoma staff over there with Brent Venable sort of leading the charge. And I know that they're pretty high on him over there. So um, definitely going to be coming down to the wire. I do think Miami uh, could potentially close that one out though, but I guess this one could still go either way. Gun to your head right now, before you're ready to make a pick, where, where would you lean? Yeah, I would probably go with Miami. I think uh, okay. again, if I had to, if I had to, if I was forced to drop the crystal ball or you know anything like that, I would probably go to, go with Miami. Confidence score would probably be like a four or five. Um, but you know, I think later on on Tuesday, I should have probably a better idea, um, and then maybe ho- hopefully, I would like to have a crystal ball in tonight at some point. So right. um, just de- definitely stay locked in onto the site for that. Four-star running back Trevante Citizen, who visited Miami this this recent weekend, um, set to announce, we believe, at 12 o'clock Eastern. Um, looks like it's, you know, L- or, uh, SEC schools like LSU, Auburn, Florida, and then Miami is what he will be deciding between. Um, you know, coming off that visit, it sounded like Miami, uh, you know, made a strong impression. But now that there's been some days since that visit, uh, what are we thinking in terms of where Citizen lands? Is he is the Miami thing real or is it SEC country? I do think it's I do think that it's real, and um, you know I do think that maybe he thought about Miami more than he probably anticipated he would coming into the weekend. I mean, again, we've talked about this, David. This is a guy in the heart of SEC country. I think it would be a, a big, big ask, you know, really for Mario Cristobal to beat out schools like LSU, like Auburn, like Florida for a kid, you know, just in that region of the country. 
Um, I would expect him to sign with one of those schools. Auburn's kind of dealing with some stuff internally with their offensive coordinator resigning, but I think he has the best relationship with Cadillac Williams. Uh, you know, the famous yeah. Auburn running back that was drafted really high. He's the running backs coach there now. Um, I think that they've, I think he's done probably the best job of anyone of just establishing a relationship. So I think that keeps Auburn right in the mix of things. He unofficially visited Florida just before he took that Miami official visit. And, uh, you know, LSU did hold his commitment at one point. And, you know, that's still where the crystal ball sort of reads on, you know, Tuesday, early afternoon-ish. So um, I, I would lean towards him staying in the SEC somewhere. Uh, potentially Auburn, probably, you know, LSU's in the mix there too. I don't yeah. anticipate the pick being Miami. Okay. Uh, our Mason Thomas, right? The teammate of Ahmad Moten at Cardinal Gibbons, again, announcing at 1.30. Uh, a current Iowa State commit. I know in the last podcast, you kind of made it clear that you expect him to stick with that pledge. Um, is that still the case? Yeah, I, I do think it's possible. I mean, just kind of talking, going back and forth with some people that are familiar with what's going on over at Oklahoma, they seem to be really confident that, you know, that they're going to actually land our Mason Thomas. So, um, you know, just sort of the back and forth of national signing day where things sort of change by the day, by the hour. Um, Again, people over there are pretty confident that he ends up in Norman. I do, you know, again, just talking to someone I given today, it seems like he still is considering Miami, but it sounds like probably Oklahoma and Iowa state are there sort of battling it out. I wouldn't be super surprised if it was Oklahoma. Wouldn't be super surprised if it was Iowa State, but I would probably be pretty surprised if it was Miami. So okay. I think that that's how sort of that ended up shaking out. Just made a move too late, probably. I, it, it sounds that way to me. Um, Miami offered on December 25th, so Christmas morning. Uh, didn't get involved until, you know, a little bit later in the process. Um, I think you can kind of say the same about Oklahoma. Maybe they got involved a little bit sooner, but um, haha, I didn't mean to... <laughs> Well, whatever. Anyways, um, uh, you know, I think if Miami would have gotten in there, maybe, you know, November, um, you know, even October, maybe I think that they would have had a better chance, but, uh, you know, Iowa state's been there from the beginning. Uh, I think that's probably what Matt Campbell and those guys were telling him on Thursday during his in-home visit. So, uh, I do think that there is a chance he sticks with Iowa state, but I think probably more likely right now, I'd probably lean like 52, 48, that uh, he's potentially headed to play for Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Dave Iuli, uh, out of State of Washington, four-star offensive lineman, set to announce at 6.30 Eastern on CBSSportsHQ.com, so you can check out his announcement. Um, We felt good, you know, as late as yesterday, so yesterday being Monday, uh, about Miami being able to land Dave. I think. Dave made it clear many times, right, throughout this process that he was ready to commit to Miami, right? Um, That changed, I think, when he visited Oregon this past weekend. And now the crystal balls are rolling in for the Ducks. Yeah, um, that was definitely probably one of the bigger twists of, you know, this National Signing Day. Um, you know, over the weekend, Miami was still feeling really confident about where they stood with Dave Uly. Um, I think that's, you know, I get, getting that final visit is a big deal, man. I mean, we've seen this happen, I feel like, time and time again in this recruiting process. Like, what, ha- what happens that final official visit weekend, you know, typically dictates, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in this recruit with this recruiting stuff. So, um, 
you know, Oregon did a good job of maybe closing out there. And I think that's why, you know, really felt like Tuesday morning, all the intel started coming in pro Oregon. And, you know, just after checking in with some people at Miami, um, you know, it sounds like that's, that's, that's what he's definitely going to do. Right. So just to recap, it sounds like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Gabby, but it sounds like, you know, Tuesday, 3.20 PM, as we record this, um, it sounds like maybe you expect Miami to close with Inez Cooper, Matthew McCoy, and Ahmad Moten. Yeah, I think that that's about right at this point. Like, I guess that's who I'm feeling most confident about. Again, we've got to see what happens with Shamar. I think there's still right. plenty of time there, but uh, probably feeling best about Inez Cooper, Matthew McCoy, uh, Ahmad Moten, probably right after those guys in that second tier of confidence. So, right. um, yeah. So Inez Cooper and McCoy, you feel the best about. Definitely, yeah. Moten, more yeah. so Miami. Definitely. Shamar, 5149 Texas A&M. Yeah, roughly. I would say that's about right. <laughs> how, how should the success of, of this national signing day, sh- how should it be judged, right? Because, um, is it fair to just say whether or not Miami gets Shamar Stewart? I think it's perfectly fair to say whether it's just about whether what, whether Miami gets Shamar Stewart. I mean, that's that's the guy. That's the guy that they needed to get. It's the guy that Mario Cristobal went all in on trying to land. Um, you know, I think you kind of, again, if you want to be a half-glass-full type of guy, you know, Mario Cristobal gave Miami the best chance that, you know, Yes. I mean, that, that really that Miami had at any point of this, of, of this recruitment. Um, but yeah, I think the success of this class is whether Miami lands Shamar Stewart. I mean, that is, that, that's the guy that he needed to get. That's the guy he wanted. Did a really good job, obviously, early on with some of those other guys. But if we're just looking at National Signing Day. Yeah, um, tomorrow. If Shamar was the only guy he signed uh, on yes. Wednesday, that would be a win. But, you know, even with a few of these other guys coming in, uh, losing out on Shamar Stewart would really hurt. So tell me this, would you view it? Cause I think like, let's, you know, if Shamar picks Texas A&M, right. Would you, is it going to, I think the way, you know, the fan base right now is on edge. Right. And, uh, you know, tensions are high. Would you view missing out on Shamar as a disappointment or as a disaster? That's good. I, I would view it as a disappointment. Um, you know, again, this is a guy that has been trending to Texas A&M. I mean, it's not like this is a guy that you were favored for and then Mario lost him. If that was the case, I would put it in that disaster category. But, you know, it was an uphill climb. It was an uphill battle for this staff. Shorthanded, without a defensive coordinator, uh, without a linebacker's coach, without a cornerback's coach, without a secondary's coach, uh, without now a receiver's coach or like a definite tight ends you know there's there's a lot of holes on the staff and you know i think for for them for for miami and you know those guys to even make it this close is um you know a testament to the recruiting efforts and who they could potentially be at full strength but you know it was an uphill battle and i don't i think that's why it can't i I wouldn't categorize it as disastrous but um it's definitely disappointing that you know they weren't able to or we don't know yet but, you know, if they weren't able to close on, you know, a guy like Shamar Stewart when it felt like they had a legitimate chance to do so, you know, getting that last official visit, getting him on campus 
uh, really two, twice. We got him on that unofficial visit, you know, earlier in the month, didn't make it back to college station at all in January. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think, I feel like the cards sort of started to stack in their favor in, uh, in some ways. So not being able to close, yeah, I would say it's definitely disappointing. How much do you think the coordinator thing hurt Mario's ability to, to land Shamar? Do you think, cause it, I mean, I think he approached this month in general as, you know, I'm going to be the alpha recruiter. I can handle all this on my own. Uh, the coordinators don't matter. I'm going to sort that all out after national signing day. Um, but it appears to be something that, you know, Shamar Stewart's camp appears to care about. Yeah. Um, how much do you, and I, and I know that it has been used against Miami yeah. in negative recruiting, right? Um, at the end of the day, do you think that's, has that, is that what it's boiled down to or, or was it just not enough time with Mario recruiting Shamar? Yeah, it it definitely didn't help. And yeah, you're talking about the negative recruiting. I mean, I feel like that's just a layup for, you know, Jimbo Jimbo Fisher and all those guys to walk in his living room and say, hey man, so do you want to play in a defense that you don't know what it's going to be? Um, You know, I feel like it's just so easy to pick at that. And yeah, I can, I, I, I would, I would think that that's a factor. I mean, I think that maybe he has some sort of idea of what they're, what it's going to look like in a way. I'm not sure if it's a name. I'm not sure if there's a group of guys where you said, you know, it's most likely going to be one of these dudes. But the reality is, is that no one has been officially placed as a defensive coordinator. And, you know, even as recent as Tuesday, you know, I heard from someone that, you know, the defensive coordinator is still something that is a factor in this, you know, or lack thereof, or just that's something he is still sort of looking at. So, um, you know, I do think it was a, a factor in this. I think Mario Cristobal and those guys maybe did a good job of smoothing it out over the weekend where it wasn't like a complete and total deal breaker. But I do believe that it had some sort of impact on, you know, how this ended up sort of finishing off. Yeah, it's, it is disappointing. And look, I don't think you should, I don't think a head coach should hire coordinators or coaches based on one recruit. Right. Um, but it is worth noting, right? Because it, it does appear that Mario Cristobal gambled on himself. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it seems like that gamble might come up just short. We'll see how this all plays out. Um, could still find a way to land Shamar Stewart. Um, but yes, it, it is it is disappointing, right? That's the buzzword we're going with. Yeah. Uh, even though it will be framed by opposing fan bases and uh, others as a disaster. I do want to point out, right, Gabby, because, you know, on National Signing Day, we can get caught up in the recency bias. It can cloud our judgment, too, in terms of the talent acquisition as a whole that's been happening. And so I, I do think it's worth pointing out, right, let's not forget the mess that Mario Cristobal inherited from a recruiting standpoint, when he took over, uh, you know, the Manny Diaz class was ranked in the seventies. Um, you know, recruiting a transition class period is very difficult. Um, and I think Mario Cristobal 
in the early signing period did a great job of landing Nigel Lee Kelly, Cyrus Moss, Jaleel Skinner. These are all top 100 guys, um, three big time difference makers. Those, those are not, those are guys that Miami was not landing period. Um, before Mario Cristobal was hired, landing those three types of guys alone is big time for a transition recruiting class. Um, so I just think it's worth pointing that out. Uh, you know, don't get consumed by the negativity echo chamber. Um, I would say this, you know, patience is not something that's fun to preach. It doesn't get you any clout on social media. Um, but I think let's have patience. Let's see how this coaching staff is filled out. Um, because I don't know about you, Gabby, but I still feel like this program is in the best spot it has been in 15 years. Um, even though this coaching hiring process has definitely uh, been unconventional, we'll go with that. Um, I still, I still is, I'm still extremely optimistic about the future of this program. Um, how do you feel? Yeah. I mean, just with Mario Cristobal there, I mean, it's, it's a big time hire. He is a big time college football coach. And yeah, I think unconventional is definitely the right word to probably use. This is different. Um, I mean, you don't typically see a new coach go this long without coordinators, but um, I mean, David, you, you, I think you hit it on the head. I think Mario Cristobal sort of betting himself, betting on himself and the way that he's able to sort of recruit. Um, I think it's sort of like, you know, foreshadowing or, or I don't know what it is of just like the way he's going to approach recruiting and how much responsibility he's going to personally right. take for it. So, um, you know, that's just the type of guy he is and he doesn't want to rush into this based on one recruit or anything like that. So um, I do still feel good about the direction of the program. I do think Mario Cristobal is going to be the guy. I think he's the right guy for Miami at the right time. So um, it's just going to be one of those things that, you know, I think when the dust settles and when everything's in place and all that stuff, I think it's going to be a staff. I think it's going to be a program uh, that's going to generate tons of excitement for, you know, the fan base and, you know, just the people around the program. I'm excited to talk about the results, right? The Definitely. results of the coaching hires. And, you know, look, people listen to this podcast, they know we keep it real, right? So if, if the hires end up being some head scratchers, we're, we're going to we're going to say that, right? We're, we're going to highlight that. But, uh, and I get it when, when there is a void that leads to speculation and anxiety and, and, and negative negativity. Um, but let's see again, patience isn't fun thing to say, especially on a podcast. It's not, uh, you know, hot takey, but let's see how this coaching hiring process plays out. Um, I do think this 2023 class is going to play out big time for Miami. You give Mario Cristobal a full cycle to recruit. He's going to do some damage. I'll leave on this note, right, Gabby? So I, I went to the class calculator. I plugged in Inez Cooper, Ahmad Moten, and Matthew McCoy. Um, what range do you think that gets Miami up to? Because those are just three-star guys, right? So you wouldn't expect a, a huge bump. Miami right now is number 38 in the country, last I looked, in the, in the recruiting rankings. 
I would say maybe 23-ish, 22, 23. Yeah. yeah, it's right around that top 25 range, which, yeah. look, again, I feel like I'm, I'm spinning here, but I'm really not spinning. I'm just trying to bring facts, right? Um, in mid-November, when Miami was ranked in the 70s, would would we all not have taken a a top twenty five class at that stage? Um, that's going to be most likely the end result, at least, of this class. So Mario Cristobal has jumped fifty ish spots in the uh, recruiting rankings. If he does end up closing with Shamar Stewart, it's going to be a top twenty class, which would be a tremendous jump, right? Um, so. We will see how it all plays out. Again, uh, Gabby's going to keep working the phones between now and, you know, probably till Shamar Stewart makes his decision. So stay locked on to InsideTheU.com. Appreciate all you guys for listening. And uh, again, don't get get consumed in the negativity echo chamber. Miami's football program is in a very good spot. Until next time, take care.